Welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. This is Matt Zapala, your host and creator of Euphoria Health and Active Living, your go-to hub for all information on movement, sustainability, and plant-based nutrition. My main goal is to generate happiness, and I couldn't think of a more fitting word to represent my brand than Euphoria. Join me as I dive into raw conversation with qualified professionals, athletes, influential individuals, and many more. It's time now to introduce this week's special guest. It was an absolute pleasure sitting down with Yelena and Goran from GoJ Yarraville this week on the podcast. I had to bite my tongue during the episode saying Goji instead of GoJ, how it's meant to be pronounced. These guys are changing the way we look at dessert by revolutionising the frozen yoghurt. They have taken a whole foods, plant-based approach by designing a self-serve frozen yoghurt bar that's 100% vegan. The yoghurt, along with their amazing toppings, are all handmade on site using no premixes or syrups and organic ingredients where possible. Too good to be true, hey? In this episode, we discuss the history of Gojay and how it transitioned to a plant-based dessert bar despite the setbacks and negativity they combated, the processes and ingredients they used to making the Froyo, tips for couples who are in business together and how to separate work life from their home life to avoid conflict, as well as all of their favourite vegan places to eat out across Melbourne. So get comfy guys and enjoy the show. Alrighty guys, well, hopefully I get the pronunciation right. We're here with Yelena and Goran, is that correct, from GoJ. How are you guys yeah, going? Good, how are you? Good. <laughs> I got the pronunciation right? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> we'll work on that for next yeah. time. Guys, thanks for making some time for me today, really appreciate it. Let's get the ball rolling. Tell us a little bit about your background, both of you growing up. Oh, I, I was born in Williamstown Hospital, so I'm west side. Nice. Side for life. Yeah, we're side for <laughs> life, pretty much. And um, yeah, I was born. I was actually born overseas. Uh, came here when I was almost seven. Wow. Uh, so I was born in Bosnia. Yeah. Um, and we sort of fled, you know, because of the war and, and whatnot. And yeah, been in Melbourne, also West Side, ever since uh, the last twenty-four years or so. Been living in Melbourne. Yeah. And what was it like moving from um, obviously overseas at such a young age? Uh, it was. I guess at, when you're at that age, you pick things up pretty quickly. Um, so it was, while it was obviously challenging, you know, by the time within a year or two, I could speak the language and all that sort of stuff. That's the the luxury of you know yeah. coming here at an early age. Whereas for you know my parents, it's a lot harder, you know, difficult to learn language, all that sort of stuff. But pretty easy for me, I would say. You yeah, know, for sure. And if it was any older, it would have been challenging. Yeah. Fast tracking. How did you two guys meet? Tell us the story behind that. My, my version of the story is a little bit different to Yelena's, but I think um, we both, uh, I was um, good friends with her uh, first cousin, and we sort of met through that at a birthday party. Um, we you know, had a few drinks under the belt, so we hit it off pretty well, I suppose. <laughs> Liquid courage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's, that's, you know, in a nutshell. I don't know if you mm. want to add anything to that. I'm just going to put it on the record that he did say that he wanted to marry that girl on the first night we met. Nice. Again, I, I must have had a fair few. Very smooth. I love yeah. it. And but not to me. Not to me. <laughs> not to his friends. How long have you guys been together now? Um, five years. Nice. So over five years. Yeah. So. Awesome. Oh, well. That's great. 
When did you guys turn vegan personally, and what life event influenced this decision? Uh, I'll answer part of it. I suppose um, yeah. we have been vegan for over two and a half years now. Um, I guess what we were often having, you know, a lot of vegetarian meals and all that sort of stuff, but um, it wasn't until really we started the business that we had met many vegans, and I think through that, you know, there was a lot of awareness gained and. I'll let you enter, enter the rest of yeah. it. But, yeah, I think we were just meeting vegan people because we had a few vegan products. Yep. And then kind of we were already curious because we were doing Vegetarian Tuesdays. We already like understood there was like an overconsumption of meat and animal products. Yep. But we didn't really do it for ethical reasons. We kind of did it for health reasons. And at then the we time. kind of, yeah, and then at the time, and then we kind of learned about the ethical side of things from our from our customers. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And how long ago did you turn the dessert bar that is currently vegan, fully plant-based? Not long after. Yeah, we, were, we went vegetarian ourselves, personally, probably eight months or so before we went vegan. And we were already testing vegan options within the store. So most of our stuff was vegan by the point that we went vegan. Um, so we just had to kind of transition a few few last kind of items and stuff like that and that was probably a six month process yeah. I think awesome. exactly that. yeah and it was I guess ramped up pretty quickly once we understood how to make things and reali realizing we didn't need animal products um, yeah, we learned contrary to popular belief you know even the vegan stuff we had people didn't realize was vegan um, you know, the only things we were sort of focused on making sure people didn't have a nut allergy and things like that. Yeah. But we wanted to make a product that was great, not for a vegan product, but that just tasted good. Yeah. Awesome. And it didn't have any animal products because it didn't need it. You know. Anyway. I can vouch for that. Definitely tastes good. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. Do you guys have any like documentaries or resources that you use that we can pass on to the listeners, helping with their transition um, into veganism? Mm. I'm, I'm sure there's so many documentaries but I, one thing that personally was for me was actually joining the vegan groups in Melbourne um, just for on social media yeah. the, on Facebook yeah. um, that was personally what actually was the final call for me being vegan not only were they sharing the things that were going on around Melbourne they were sharing uh, restaurants that were really good that I would then try um, and they were also sharing things that I didn't know about before I was vegan nutritional yeast um, making you know cashew cheese sauces and so I think kind of surrounding myself with vegan conversation was a really good um, way that I went vegan Definitely. Um, and then yeah and then me and Goran would speak about the discussions that were going in on the group and I think that kind of raised even more awareness for us yeah for sure um, so it actually wasn't a documentary but with documentaries yeah well we learned about the documentaries through these pages through exactly so yeah obviously like earthlings um cowspiracy um you know you name it all the i mean there's lots of new ones now dominion you name it what the hell they're all really good resources just for you know getting an understanding of what happens within these industries um they're all great resources for people because sometimes you do i think sometimes people need to be turned off what they currently do rather than just you know told or reading about things doesn't quite work. Sometimes you have to visually see what goes on to really go, well, I can't, I can't continue to consume these products. Okay. You know, whether mm -hmm. it's leather goods or food or whatever it might be, so. Definitely good to educate yourselves on the matter. Mm. 
fast track again to your current business, GoJ. Mm. Tell us a little bit about how the name originated and what, what are you doing here at GoJ? Um, <laughs> so the name is, is purely, a lot of people think it's Goji. Um, Myself included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we can understand why that is, um, but it is purely just the first two initials of my name and the first two initials, uh, initials of Yamada's name. Yeah. Um, you know, very simple, I guess. We just couldn't think it of cool. really. <laughs> um, and we wanted to have our personalities in it, I suppose, and that was the first step of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 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 how the name originated. Um, and what we do here um, is, uh, do you want to answer that part of the question? Yeah, so we're a dessert bar um, and we make cultured soft serve, basically. That's everything sold by weight and that includes uh, house-made uh, vegan toppings that customers can kind of make as they wish. Um, yeah, so we're um, a DIY dessert bar. Yeah, it happens to be 100 percent vegan, um, and, and everything is house made. So we're not using any premixes or syrups or colours or anything to make our cultured uh, soft serve. We use our own house made cashew milk. We're going to coconut milk, um, and as you know, there's some to- there's some toppings in there that you know, are pretty sort of well known. The PB and date rolls. For sure, like, those date rolls. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> man! Oh, <laughs> question for us to answer for some reason but like no i think yeah. you guys hit the nail on the head for sure there what inspired you guys to open up a dessert bar like was it purely business orientated did you have any business experience before both of you mm. together or no we didn't uh, i think we had an interest in food uh, an interest in, in i had an interest in dessert obviously yeah, for sure definitely for sure. yeah i mean it was <laughs> yelena had a bigger interest in dessert than i did and when we first started dating, literally within weeks, she took me to uh, like a, a frozen yogurt place that had this sort of pay by weight concept. And yeah, I was never a big fan of like, you know, uh, they had lots of sort of lollies, and you didn't. Yeah, like it was very things, commercial. Yeah, you know, it was wasn't my sort of thing. And but I thought we thought the concept, the concept was a good itself. concept. Yes, but so we loved the idea of the self serve and people can make their own things yeah um, but I guess we wanted to do one that was you know, everything was house made or yeah. it was made from scratch but we, but we had an interest in health and I think um, that's kind of where they intersected is we loved dessert but we also liked things that were wholesome yeah um, and had good ingredients we've always really been about that ever since we we met so I think it was kind of like a combination of loving the concept but wanting to make wholesome house-made version of that awesome you guys are definitely doing a good job of that that's for sure <laughs> thank you for trying i grew up eating like the top half of like iced donuts so <laughs> and <laughs> leaving and leaving the bottom this. half so like i do love dessert the pinnacle um, of health right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 i was five i, t- I, I was five off the frosting and eat the bottom part yeah so we, we were very different Oh, that's funny. Fasting, fast forward to when you guys opened the doors of Goji, was it always 100% plant-based? It was not. Um, so, as Yelena mentioned earlier, it was through meeting customers that we really, you know, sort of started to learn about veganism and what, what it was all about, you know. It was, I hate to say it, but, you know, if 
before I knew what it was, it was almost a bit of a dirty word. I think a lot of people can, you know, sort of associate with that. There's a big stigma behind the, the word itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people understand what it is. A lot of people just hear vegan and turned off instantly. Yeah, I don't think, I think I always toyed with being vegetarian, but I thought veganism was extreme. So, but I think, yeah, I think my idea changed when I started learning about it and why people did it and whatnot. So. Yeah. So then, yeah, and then shortly after we went vegan, we tra- transitioned the business into, um, took, a, you know, obviously some big risks, but decided we, we no longer wanted to partake in, you know, consuming especially in a commercial setting where you use so many ingredients and so many things that are related to those industries. So, um, yeah, we decided if we were going to be vegan, we wanted to run a vegan business at any cost. Definitely, Um, yeah. Thankfully, you know, even to this day, a lot of our customers don't even realise. They start asking now when we update our signs, they'll be like, oh, is this now vegan? We're like, been vegan for since <laughs> yeah. started coming in and they're like oh, yeah wow like no idea i didn't or, know i could taste this or good. they just gave birth and they can't have um you know dairy because of the baby or something and she's like oh i'm gonna have to give up dairy so i'm not i'm not gonna be coming here for the next six months and like <laughs> it's dairy free <laughs> it's all vegan it's been like that for the last two years but and most of your most of your customers are oblivious to the fact that it is yeah. vegan i would but, say most yeah, yeah. We, we, we're super proud to be a vegan business, but we want people to think that our products are really good without being good for a vegan product. It, we just want it to be great, yeah. regardless of that point. Um, and people slowly learn. So, you know. Yeah. And I think that helps other people if they, they want to open up a business or. You know, it's ins- I, I, we hope it's inspiring for people to say, okay, we can do really good things that just happen to be vegan, not necessarily marketed as as a vegan product as such. Mm. And I love that. It's going to be normal, you know. Yeah, mm. for sure. We um we were speaking about before we started recording the podcast about the the stigma associated to the word vegan and how people um instantly turn off when they hear that word so i love the approach that you're doing and then once people are in the doors then you're further educating them on what the products are and and um the impact that you guys have on the environment as opposed to um other dessert bars there so i really love what you're doing there thank you when did you guys first open the doors here at goji November. Yeah. November 2014. November 2014. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Approaching four years, which is absolutely. It goes like, so quickly, yeah. Big four year birthday cake made out of date rolls. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just, for just for you. Just for you. I would be honored. <laughs> when was your birthday again? February 9th. I'll Keep that one in the diary. <laughs> Tell us about the transition with your products when you're turning um, fully plant-based. What, mm. How did you break it to the wholesalers and then go out and source new, new products, so to speak? Mm. Was that a difficult conversation or was it hard to find? We were already I, using a lot of the I, um, I do remember speaking to our dairy milk supplier, just kind of in the last kind of final transitioning. Um, but I was asking questions. Um, what happens to bobby carbs um, and things like that? I, I was asking. Um, yeah, before we fully understood everything, we were kind of researching. Yeah. About 
but I wanted to specifically ask them as well because yeah. you know again before Dominion I think people didn't realize thing, these things happen in Australia um, so I was asking questions and then we just said we're, we're sorry and we, um, we're not going to be um, ordering dairy milk anymore so I think that was the only supplier that I think yeah I mean for the that, you know everything else we uh, already sort of they were sort of the closest relationship we had at the time and then everything else we could already get um, mm. for the vegan products so we obviously we started buying lots more nuts and stuff like that in bulk so um, we just met new people essentially um, mm. and just cut ties with the dairy and all that sort of stuff mm. does that answer the question yeah definitely so spot on nail on the head and um in terms of your transition with like loved ones around you or some customers that may or may not have known throughout your transition was there any negativity or like doubt towards towards the transition yeah 100 yeah <laughs> it was. i mean i think our, both of our parents were like concerned you're not you know you, who's why would you do that like you're shooting yourself in the foot you're gonna lose all your customers um, you're gonna fail essentially i would say uh, yolanda had a few nasty customers that said well I'm not going to come back, like, when you... Yeah, there was that. There was... I think the last flavour that we ever changed was our natural. Um, just because that's so hard to replace, because, you know, people still to this day come in and don't you have a natural... natural with dairy. Ah, uh, I see, yeah. yes. Yeah, there was, there was other customers who were like, oh, I want something with protein and all this, this yeah, sort oh of yeah. stuff. And like, yeah, we had like that. These are made with nuts, like they're full of protein. Yeah, with whole food. Plant-based whole food protein. Like, mm. So there was a lot of people who kind of didn't get it. They thought, you know, oh, it must be just empty if it's vegan. Yeah, I think Which that we had a few completely the opposite. Well. It, yeah, it's the um, entire opposite. And um, I experience it, being a personal trainer, a lot of the common questions that I get is, yes. where's the protein coming from? And I, I feel like there's a big, um, big stigma, stigma around protein about how much we actually need and mm. um, a lot of people are uneducated because of the way it's marketed that exactly. we need more than we actually do when, when we actually don't. Um, how did you guys combat that negativity uh, at the start? Obviously you were fresh to transitioning to uh, fully plant-based dessert bar. Mm. Did you guys listen to it a little bit? Did you like feel a bit overwhelmed by it? How did you, how did you respond to that? Um, I think we... It was difficult at first um, because it was hard to, because we weren't obviously as, as popular, I don't want to say as popular as we are now, but I guess we, the business wasn't as, as successful at the time, so it took a lot of us proving it, trying to prove ourselves, um, but it pushed us to make things you know, in the best possible ways and trying to make sure that everything was... Um, as good as it could be, essentially, you know. Mm. So it was, it was definitely challenging at first, but it kind of played into our hands in a way that it tasted unique. Um, it wasn't sort of your average Froyo, for example, and people were interested in, in what it was and why it tasted differently in yeah. a good way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it just took, took time, you know. And when you're passionate about something like that, that sort of takes over, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We worked, you know, very, very long hours on our own for a lot of days. And 
I think it just it takes time. You know, if you stick to something, you know, yeah. a lot of people quit before they get to succeed. Yeah. And it was, could have easily been us. Like it was a lot of tough, tough days. Mm. I would say. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's just sticking to your guns and you know doing what you do day in day out mm. and is doing it as well as you can and slowly you start winning people over and if you do something really well the word of mouth spreads as you know yourself I'm sure you know people would recommend you to their friends and Definitely, you know, yeah. slowly you get more and more clients yeah. and, and that's essentially what happens but I also think that customers can really see if you're passionate or not and you know when when we speak of what we're doing I feel like you know it's coming from it's um, sincere um, and um, yeah, I think they can see that. So Definitely that makes a difference as well. Um, yeah, and they can see us here day in day out. Yeah. Trying to make sure you know that everything looks great. Everything, you know, we're not cutting corners. Yeah, everything's high standard, so they can see that when you talk that. about it. Yeah, I hope anyway. <laughs> but from my experience, I've had customers, you know, bring it up and say, you know, you can tell when someone's passionate. You know, I'd rather support them. You know. Yeah. Definitely. And it's, it's and like every business, you know, not well, most businesses, you, you need to have like a unique selling point and it's just learning to to convey that into a great product um, and, and getting people on board and spreading the word. So if you think you've got something unique, you should stick to it, do your best to, to see it through, you know. I love that advice there. Leading into my next question, you mentioned before that you guys were working long hours. How did that take a toll on your like on your body at first, and then mentally? And did you ever think about giving up or throwing in the towel? And how did you combat that? Um, we probably get different answers from the two of us. Uh, well, I think can, we both struggled. Um, we were very emotional. <laughs> well, actually, Garin, Garin, not so much, but I. But I definitely felt very emotional <coughs> when we were working long hours. Um, there was lots of effort without much reward. And it, yeah, and it was really hard on our relationship, I think, as well. Mm. Um, you know, you try to be united and, and whatnot, but when you're so tired and you work together all day, yeah, so it's, it's really difficult. And I was, um, part of the challenge was that we weren't here together the whole day. So I was working a full-time job yeah. until about two years ago. So it was really tough on Yelena being here alone during the day. And also tough me trying to balance another job. Yeah. Being mentally drained and then coming straight here from that job. For sure. And then on weekends, we would like work together over to close. Some, often without any staff. So it was start, very, yeah. like, and that was long, long days. But the way tough, we combat yeah. it, I think, was just being really mentally strong. You know, I just remember thinking, you know, when people were walking past and, you know, I just thinking one day they're going to be my customer and yeah, they're going to be my I customer. I recall you saying that. And I remember so even, I even if, like, sometimes people would make, you know, fun of us, oh, another frozen yoga place or whatever. And I could tell that through the window what they were saying. And I just remember thinking one day you're going to be inside, you know, and just having to be, just being mentally strong and thinking one day you're going to be my customer. As opposed to, uh, you know, thinking negatively of yeah. what they're saying, you know, just really trying to be positive and just win them over. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I yeah. tried to do anyway. I put like my army, like I'd, <laughs> I'd go in the mirror every morning and I'd have like my army face on. I love it. I'd put like my paint 
and I just felt like I was... And that was you getting mentally prepared? That was me getting mentally prepared, going to work, like, every day. Yeah. I love it. I, 100%. And what some a lot of people don't realise about Yelena is that she has more, like, energy and stamina than anyone I've ever known. Like, <laughs> she could sleep two hours, and she'll come to work 12. It's, like, mental. Mm. Whereas I, 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 I have to push through, <laughs> like, to keep up, yeah... Everyone, everyone who works here knows what Yelena's like. Wow. Well, they both, they think we're both like that, but more so Yelena, because yeah. she's just a machine, like, can work ridiculous hours. And you guys yeah. are definitely the dream team in doing them amazing <laughs> stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Everyone can vouch for that. Do you have any tips for the listeners on how to combat, like, if they're opening a business together mm. as a couple, how to combat um, that side of things and not let it affect their, their relationship looking back now? Mm. It's always a challenge. Yeah. Right? Um. You need to spend a lot of time together outside the business as well, which means you probably spend the whole day together. But like, what I'm saying is, if you only spent time together at the business, you you would probably um, be at each other's throat quite a bit. So it's good to Switch try to combat that with you know go try to you know spend some time outside of work and yep. don't talk about try not to talk about work. Yeah. Even though it's very difficult if you're yeah. running a business together. That's a great tip. Um, also, sometimes we have to separate ourselves because I know if I'm going to be with him, we're going to be bickering. So I go out the front with, you know, two other staff at night and I go, you just make the cashew milk or, you know, just it's having separate stations sometimes. For part of the day, yeah. You don't want to try not to spend the whole <laughs> shit together because, you know, people have different differing opinions and that's the case with us as well. She might think that, you know something should be one way I might think it might be the other way but you know yep. we often find that Yelena was right all along no <laughs> no I think you know, we, 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 we often realise you know two hours later that it was a pointless little yep. bickering and I think we just always try to stay united regardless of what Especially goes on when we leave we, you know when we leave we're always good like might have a little what stays disagreement it, yeah. but it's never like a serious you know, business-threatening agreement or relationship-threatening yep. disagreement. I think what what stays in the shop is at the shop. Yeah. Um, and try to s- stay separate, I think, a little bit um, in different workstations. Awesome point. Um, and, and also, you know, even though we spend all day together, spending quality time outside, because I feel like he always sees me as work, and so trying to you know, this is our work relationship and this is our, you know, actual mm. relationship outside of work. I think that's really important. Like, They're two, two very different things. They're different, yeah. yeah. It's also good to have someone you really trust. And so there's a, there's a flip side to that is that, you know, you feel like you can trust that person. You know, you feel like you're working together on something as opposed to just like a business partner. So it's twofold. They're all great points. Take us through the process of making the frozen yoga. I know um, my listeners will be intrigued about how you get, without giving away your secret weapon, of course. Um, well, it's not a secret, actually, because yogurt making is pretty similar to this, I would say. Yeah, I mean, what differentiates us to mm. other places without, you know, generalising across the board, but, you know, everything we make, you know, we make it on site from scratch. That's kind of what we mm-hmm. market ourselves as doing. And, yeah, we make our own cashew milk by... You know, soaking cashews and um, tedious methods that, you know, it was definitely a change from just being able to pour dairy into the pasteurizer 
now. Yeah, and it takes a lot longer to make your own milks yeah. as opposed to buying milk and then just yeah, pouring for it. For sure. So, is that and it, it really depends on the flavor. You know, I, I can't give you a general answer because they're all they're all individual. We don't just bulk make um, cashew milk and then it's not. They're all individual. So they all we have their own individual recipes. Six flavors yeah. at any point in time. They all have their own recipes. So they all have a different amount of, or some of them have similar amounts of cashews and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, we use 100% nut butters. Um, you know, we have mostly refined sugar-free sweeteners. Um, yeah, most of our ingredients, not I would say a lot of our ingredients are organic. But yeah, so each flavor is different. But yeah, but what happens is, I guess we make the cashew milk. Um, it gets pasteurized for a variety of reasons. First, to kill off bacteria. Yep second is to really combine it you know when you're heating it up at high heat and it's mixing it's really getting kind of um yeah so you don't get bits of peanut butter floating around, and, you know? yeah it's yeah. really nice and smooth um and then it goes back down to 42 which is kind of like standard yogurt making procedure and we will so we can co- culture yeah. that well, yeah it's, it's a mildly cultured um you know uh, but yeah made in the same way that yeah typical yogurts are which it cultures at 42 degrees for hours, yeah. I love it. And then each um, flavour is then proceeded with the ingredients that make that flavour up onwards, aren't they? Essentially, yes. Great. That's they're all yeah. They're well, all, it, it all. Sometimes we need to add, you know, depending on some of the fruit flavours, we have the fruit in afterwards, so you, so we don't kill off yep. all the good stuff in the fruit. And yeah, they're all they're all a bit different to each other. Awesome. Yeah. But Generally, yeah. fruit gets added past the um, fermenting process. Um, stays yep. fresh we don't want it to but everything else gets pasteurized so nut butters and all of that fantastic yeah how do you find that the products freeze the the yogurt freezes like say if someone was taking it home and then putting it in their freezer Mm. i know with me i always manage to get (laughs) at least a kilo worth and then put some in the freezer (laughs) afterwards and i find it freezes awesome uh, me personally but did you guys get any feedback about how it freezes or is it more like devour here and go uh well actually with the soft serve machines, they're actually at minus um, eight degrees, whereas your freezer is at minus fifteen. So the oh, recipe yeah. would be minus fifteen to eighteen. Yeah. So I think the recipe is made for kind of minus eight degrees. Yep. If we were to make something for the freezer, it would be a slightly different recipe to make it softer at that kind of temperature yep so i mean you could probably freeze it but the texture wouldn't be the same as if we were to make a recipe specific for like a minus 15 we're not to ruling that out we're not ruling it out <laughs> i mean if it still tastes good yeah, um, but the texture the might be yeah, yeah. not as creamy That's i kind see of, yeah. Yeah. yeah it will be firmer uh, as you said different temperature but a lot of people we have heaps of customers that yeah. do take it home as you do yourself and yeah you just take it out for a few minutes it's not going to be as good as, as the you know the moment you pour it in your cup but a lot of people do it i do it i take it home uh, put it in the freezer yeah. yeah turn on netflix day after and yeah, yeah. i still yeah. enjoy it but it's not as good but yeah, maybe yeah. at some point we'll do something else yeah but it would be a different recipe for sure. Awesome. <laughs> um, mine usually doesn't last an, an extra hour, so okay. I don't let it oh, get okay. too hard. Okay, you probably don't. Awesome, guys. Let's talk about your your cups and spoons and napkins mm. here. I understand they're all eco-friendly. Tell mm. us how you source those. Obviously, being you know a vegan business, um, you know you feel um, 
there is like an aspect of the environment that you also really care about um and so um yeah you you do kind of feel guilty with um packaging but we try to source um compostable um containers and spoons and sample cups and um and whatnot um but you know there is this feeling that you want to be doing more yeah um so yeah definitely and where we source from i think part of that question might have been where it's a company in new south wales in sydney called vegware which we really recommend and there's also bio pack which most um, sort of local people in melbourne will know they do you know plastic free made from plants so eco-friendly cutlery and uh, cups and all that sort of stuff and we're actually uh the Maribyrnong City Council is currently talking to Mm. someone who happens to be our customer who has a farm um, who took a bunch of our cups and stuff to see if they compost Um, and she said the cups within like a couple of weeks were like gone disappeared so that was awesome and she has promised us her and her husband I should say but I spoke to her primarily um, that they're going to be taking our cups so as soon as they're ready they're going to be taking all the cups that are collected here, that's the plan, so <laughs> bear with us with that. But yeah, they're, they're planning on collecting all our cups um, and, and composting them as some sort of deal with the councillors, to my knowledge. I don't Amazing. have all the details, but we're really yeah. excited about that because it is, it's one thing to get compostable and all this sort of stuff, but it needs to be someone who, and that's what we've really been trying to focus on, getting a way, finding a way to compost um, people's cups and things like that so this is really exciting mm. um, that these guys might be taking all our cups they're, they're currently testing all the compostable spoons and stuff which uh, apparently taking a bit longer but they're going to see if they can boil them um, mm. and all this yeah. sort of stuff so it's exciting yeah I love what you guys are doing there you're already a step above um, other companies that may be using for example, regular, in inverted mm. commas, cups and spoons, mm. and now you go into source your own um, composting area, yeah. which is fantastic, and I'm sure it would please a lot yeah. of people. And it touched on your point, Yelena, about doing more, so you guys are definitely doing much yeah. more than anyone else, and it should be very warming in your stomach to, to feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We always want to do more. We, um, we don't like to waste. It's you know. But even, um, you know, this plastic-free movement, you know, pre- people do bring their own containers, um, and one thing that Maribyrnong Council, they, they didn't actually advise us of people bringing their own containers. Because obviously if people haven't washed their tubs properly and whatnot, you know, you can, there's liability there. Yeah. Um, but we would like to also have bring your own containers and, and, we, yeah, and really encourage that if there's a way that, of... That do and people that we know well, they bring their own containers. And we weigh it beforehand like and yeah, so we try to encourage, but sometimes that can be really hard too when it yeah. is busy pre-weighing it and trying to calculate those things yeah, but sure. and it's certainly costly for businesses as well you know i mean a lot of places just use the the, the absolute cheapest you know run, yeah run the and, mill and kind and of packaging you know they, they might be playing with very slim margins so they're you know, they're buying very cheap sort of it's it, it's difficult for for yeah for places but if we yeah we know the cost is much higher but we're trying to you know complete the circle a bit more and sort of and that's where your Less passion waste. comes into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, guys. Mm-hmm. It's about educating customers as well, you know. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. Do you find a lot of people ask about 
the, the packaging? And they do. Um, we find that it's a good sneaky way to tell them about veganism and say, you know, our impact is actually far less on the environment by using vegan, by making vegan products, you know. Um. I mean, even, even just to say, just the fact that we're not using dairy, think about all those bottles of milk and things that we're not using. So, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, to educate them through education, yeah. yeah. That's spot on. That Great guys. Who's the master mastermind behind designing all the flavours? Is it both you guys we together? Both are, or? Yeah, we both yeah. are. Yeah, I think we both are in some respect, probably more so Yelena. But that's because um, I like dessert. I don't <laughs> discriminate. I like Middle Eastern desserts, yeah. I we like said, Japanese we have... desserts, I love all desserts. So like, and also cocktails, sometimes if I have a really nice cocktail, sometimes I'll be like, that's a really nice like yeah. flavor. I feel like, you know, yeah. we might have a biscuit and be like, oh, wow, yeah. this is appropriate. One time we had a Middle Eastern biscuit and it was like rose water cardamom. Walnut. And p- walnut, yeah. And we made that as a flavor. Cause Yum. we were just like that. And that was that one was of my amazing. favorite. We need to bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be a taste tester if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes we had a customer one time who brought us lemon verbena from her garden and we made like a lemon verbena and that was one of my favorite flavors. So, yeah. you know, we just like depends. to have a combination of like feminine flavors. As it's well it's as weird like to add this flavors. like yeah. feminine and masculine kind of desserts. Um, but yeah, I love like, I love like the really delicate flavors. So like Earl Grey and like. Um, lemon verbena or lemon macadamia like I love like the more delicate stuff whereas he likes the nut flavors and no, I think I like both but yeah typically typically I do like yeah like the chalk hazelnut and pistachio the sort of classics he likes the classics but, yeah um, we, try we, to have, have we both have yeah. ideas that sort of can combine and yeah off each other and mm. you mentioned that sometimes your customers may spark an idea that then you guys or bring you some ingredients so then you guys yeah um, exactly and one time i had Absolutely. a peach lemon and lime cocktail and that was a flavor yeah it was really delicious yeah, yeah peach I mean, we've had customers bring us like boxes of limes and stuff like in the past and then we've done something with that amazing yeah. doesn't always yeah, doesn't always work out but often yeah use things like that which is which is pretty cool it's like oh yeah we're gonna throw these out like no don't throw them out like we'll, we'll <laughs> wait <laughs> something I yeah. love it and how long do you guys typically keep a flavour um, on sale is it mm. just depending on the ingredients depending on the demand mm-hmm. we like to change things up as often as possible but it is it is difficult and especially you know in the in the busier parts of the year to develop new recipes and uh, it's very challenging but we do try to change it up as, as often yeah, as we I keep it interesting for people. Once yeah. people, when, because obviously we work in the business as well, so when I when we feel like our regulars have come in and they don't need to try anything, they've tried everything, and it's been like that for about a few weeks, and I feel like most people have tried everything, then I feel like then we kind of start changing it. But if there's people still trying a newer flavour, then I, then we kind of keep gauge it on. It yeah, gauge yeah. it by that yeah. as yeah. well. So It's kind of like... Uh, two sides to it some people want to keep the flavors that we have because they're like oh, i love these and and then you get people who are like oh is there gonna be new stuff coming soon yeah, so really some hard. people want you to keep what you have they already know what they love and then you get the other people who are really excited by new stuff so it's kind of like we try to balance that you know keep the flavors that are 
some flavors stick around for a lot longer than others is what i'm trying to say yeah mm. awesome i love that guy yeah how do you guys exhibit self-control around all the food oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's certain things we don't exhibit I always say one PB date roll a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's turned into about eight a day. Which, um, yeah, it just depends. Like, we're very time poor, so a lot of yeah. the time we, we will indulge in our own goodies. Um, obviously, we try to balance, balance our lifestyles, but um, with good food and, you know, we also love to enjoy what we make so but the other thing as well i find is i don't like eating something and like running around and working yeah. and i feel like i haven't enjoyed it yeah like i really love being able to have a break sit down and enjoy what i'm eating yeah um because yeah, it feels like sure. i haven't had dessert you know when you're just running around you know snacking on things snacking on there's things. a lot of snacking i feel like there's no moment of enjoyment of the dessert and i feel like I don't know, I haven't had it or something, so... We I do try, try to, to make time to have it properly. Yep. Like so I try to sit down and actually enjoy what I'm eating. I think, yeah, because I, I mean, I enjoy it when I'm working, obviously, yeah. but I think I enjoy it more when I can actually sit down and think about it as opposed to just running around working and, and eating. For sure. Yeah, yeah I, I mostly enjoy our own stuff at home. Like, when I take it home and watch it in front of the TV, like you said, it's like an... It's a nice time to relax. relax rather than just like smashing it on the go all yeah. the time. Yeah. I think just eating for the sake of it isn't like, I try not to do that. Yeah. And we're always testing things every day. Mindful of, yeah. So yeah. it means we're always, like we, we will eat it every day, even just the test, so. That's an interesting point that you guys um, raised about sitting down and actually enjoying it. I feel like a big problem in our day, in nowadays society is that we're always on the run. We're always mm. like taking breakfast in the car, eating while we're driving. Mm. We never actually sit down and be physically present while we're eating. Yeah. Um, so recently I've started doing this. I've put my phone on do not disturb and uh, like away from me, remove all devices mm. and sit there and actually enjoy the food that we're eating. Feel how lucky we are to get to, exactly. um, to eat for starters and then yeah. actually give our bodies a chance to absorb the nutrients so that's a great point that you guys raised yeah it's, yeah. it's easy to you know stare at your phone while you i completely agree with you it's, you put your phone aside well he has to be on his phone before he eats because he gets hangry yeah um, i need to get distracted if i'm really chew hungry my face oh, off. oh when the food <laughs> comes out put the phone <laughs> the phone aside and, and just enjoy it and, and yeah. like you said i think it's important for your body to be able to take things in. Like I think if you're doing two things at once, staring at your phone and eating, it's not really ideal. Mm. No way. I love it. To enjoy it. Take us through your goji experience. What would it be if you were a customer? Would it be just one flavor with simple toppings, or like me, every flavor, every topping, and almost a kilo? <laughs> we're definitely different in this. Okay, department. we're different. You can yeah. go first. Take us through. Uh, mine. Uh, I'm. I think Yelena mentioned before that I'm like a nutty person. Like I love all things. Nutty, so you know, for me, it's, but having said that, I, at the moment we have a flavor that is mint, and I absolutely love the mint with the chocolate hazelnut. So, sums me up. If I was coming in as a customer, you know, tomorrow I would be getting some chocolate hazel, some mint, um, a PB and date roll, possibly, and I'd probably get some cacao nibs, um, sour cherries, coffee crumb, um, and maybe some crushed peanuts or something on top. Nice. Yana's is probably just. Yeah, mine's very different. Well, see, I I like to create themes. So, like, I limit it to a few toppings, but I create, like, high tea theme or, like, 
I don't know. I always just have themes like with the Earl Grey. I loved rhubarb and granola and kind of just like, I don't know. I try to keep a yeah a theme for the day. A theme, yeah. But my favorite at the moment is mint, and I get that with double chocolate chip cookies and chocolate hazelnut sauce, and it's like a chocolate mint cookie sundae. And it's been a popular combination actually. I've been telling chocolate. every customer to get on it. I still I'm still thinking about it. I'm salivating. So, it is. <laughs> And I, I'm pretty sure you had that for the last three nights. I've right? had it for the last three nights in a row. I love it. Yum. Definitely um, So, yeah. So, that's my favorite at the moment. But then again, I try to create themes. Strawberry and rhubarb, so good. Pistachio with candied pecans. Yeah. I, I like them all. It just that, depends that's, on that's the mood. The that, this is what was part of what attracted us to this concept mm. that you can make whatever you want. And you you're literally can do anything you like, you know. You feel like nuts one day. You feel like raspberry coolie one day. Whatever it might be, you can literally possibilities are endless. Just mm. about, you know. Definitely, so, and it's something for everyone. And you're getting that um, feeling like you're cheating when it's really nutritious, wholesome food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's as nutritious as it gets. You know, we, yep. we're a dessert bar, but we like to think that it's wholesome. Um, yeah. It's pretty filling. It's like, filling. You like know, people it's will like... comment that oh, you, I actually feel full from eating this because you, you're eating, you know, you're eating something that's, you know, the stuff's are primarily made from nuts. And it's a lot of like it's and probably it's twenty whole. to thirty percent nuts. There you go. You know, in the recipe, so you know. I had it the other night, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I wouldn't oh recommend that, for, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Uh, quick question on places to eat in Melbourne. Where's your favourite vegan places to eat out? Both dessert, breakfast, dinner. Mm. Reel a few off for us. Ooh, I think we both love Particle Cafe. Um, yeah, Particle. Uh, we love very good falafel from yeah, our super. Um, we just falafs. There's not tracks, anything falafel. Little deer tracks oh, can yes. do everything on their menu vegan, which we we love that place. Like they do the best. The crumbed um, fennel is amazing, and it comes with like a lemon gravy, roast Brussels sprouts, and mashed potato. Yum. That's really yummy. I haven't been there. Yeah, I have to check that one. Yeah, out. Check that I one should out. prepare for this because I, I I love so many of Melbourne. Put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I sure, love I um, Monk Body Dharma and Admiral Cheng Ho. I yes. love for the breakfast because we love savory breakfasts, and it's hard to find savory vegan breakfasts. One for I the crow is a really it's great nice little and cafe. local. Once yeah. they're local, they do really good stuff. If you're after pizza, there's you know there's Red Sparrow, and our favorite is Pizza Faro, which does oh, a you um, had pizza vegan Faro? menu as well. They do spell based pizzas and. Their vegan cheese, what I, what we it's really how, like, like about the pizza, cheese, um, yeah, it's, awesome. it's like it's not overpowering. Sometimes you get, because obviously when you're vegan, sometimes you don't eat vegan cheese every day. So when they do vegan cheese, it's not like full on cheesy. It's just like got the perfect amount of cheese where you get that flavor and texture, yeah. but it's not like overpowering or. It's really like traditional. Yeah, we love the crust. It's, it's really good. Um, I definitely recommend that. Yeah, one. I'll definitely have to check that out. And we There's love so many well, places that I just can't. Yeah, coming to my head. Yeah. And I'll put most of those uh, places in the show notes for you guys to go check out. Couple questions to go, guys. Talk us through when you're eating at home. How do you make sure that you're making the most wholesome plant-based options? And what, what's your go-to meal when you're cooking at home? If you get that time, I know you guys are working I think, very hard. Well, we always look at like one whole grain, like one source of protein and 
carbohydrates. So, oh, well, carbohydrates is the whole grains, but I always try to look at and make sure I'm getting all of those like food groups and yep. uh, like where I'm getting a source of fat from as well. Um, so whether it's nuts or seeds or avocado or tahini, I'm kind of looking at the fat, always looking at the whole grains. So quinoa or yeah. recently we've been getting into buckwheat. So, you know, trying to have whole grain and then yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm basically a potato man. Like, okay. <laughs> I um, we recently we recently um purchased the air fryer, so I've, and I also have a potato peeler. So nah, that's I, not in a all food seriousness group. though. Yeah, potatoes. Try to eat like whole, you know. Whole we eat whole foods. Yeah, foods. we do eat whole yeah. foods when, when we we're at when home we can. because we yeah. love to eat out. So. But we eat clean. Yeah, we eat clean when we're cooking, and then we. Go to other places to eat sort of Cheap. fun fun food. No, I, I think that's food. a common the common um sort of feedback that I'm getting from all plant based eaters is they yes. love eating out and trying new places. Yeah. yeah, it's so fun. It's like it's the funnest thing to do. But eating know. healthy is really important. We do we do eat a really good diet. Awesome. When we, when I love your healthier. what your your tip before about incorporating all like the whole grains, the protein, the fiber. Um, yeah. Using that as a like a sustainable resource. Another issue that I'm going to touch on in, in uh, the, my next podcast is about like counting calories and obsessions with food. So I feel like that's a great point um, mm. to simplify it. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Thanks for that. Lucky last one. Where can we find you guys? Obviously, the store itself and then mm. on your social media avenues. How can we reach you? 38 Anderson Street, Yarraville, 3013. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For anyone that hasn't been here or in Yarraville, um, Yarraville's awesome. Like, Yarraville Village is, is always like full of life there's an art deco cinema some theater which i'm sure everyone knows about there's heaps of cool little places um but yeah you can find us on instagram it's uh, at goja yarraville same facebook um we're not the most active uh, sort of social media um businesses but you know we we try to sort of put everything important up there and yeah keep an eye on those pages for anything new that we release and, and that sort of thing but um, our website is not great at the moment, so we're we're, we're not going to mention our website until it's been sorted out. So. <laughs> I think I think people look with their eyes and you're on Instagram yeah. and yeah. go and well, yeah. as they say, yeah, it, it does exactly that. Yeah, yeah. The, the photos that bring people in. So. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for thank your time, you so guys. I really appreciate time. it. Aww. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, And remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria.